Hello and welcome back to the Euro Trips Across the Pod NFL podcast. We are here for another one of our season previews and this time it's a turn of my team, the Miami Dolphins. And with me, I've got a returning guest, a Dolphins fan, got with me Sam Moores. How is life? So I may have just been away. Um, I'm very poor, but other than that, it's it's, um, yeah. it's it's nice, and it's getting to football season now. It's uh, you know in training camp now. Um, you know, almost August. It's you know, it's, it's real getting. It's really getting down to the time where uh, we start talking about what's going to happen in the league. Mm, and we actually both in Spain at the same time, I believe. Just different. Yes. So I, I know I was near Valencia. Whereabouts were you in Spain? Um, so I was in a place called Salu, which is basically like halfway in between Valencia, Valencia and Barcelona. So I wasn't too oh, far away. Not but, too far, yeah. you know, but um, yeah. you a good time? Mm, yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. Just away with the family. So yeah. just quite chill. Just didn't really do much. But went to Barcelona, which was cool. Went <laughs> to the new Camp. Oh, and that was fun. Yeah. But other than that, not really much else. And I see you went to Silverstone recently as well? Yeah, that was great. That was... Um, it was an experience again, very expensive, but I recommend doing it again. I did a podcast on it, going through my experience and just sort of comparing all the price points and stuff. Because there's, you know, there's, you know, like the five grand tickets, there's a four hundred quid ticket, so I went through all that wow. and stuff. Um, so if you want to check that out, it's the SJ Moore's podcast. But um, yeah, I just it was nice and it was going with my mate Jack and go for the first time. It was just nice to see how why so many people go. If you know what I mean. Because really, you, I mean, if you're on the lowest price point, you're sat on a field. And that's what we were. We just sat on a hill for most of the weekend. But it was great being sat on a hill. So, so it was, yeah, it was nice to see. But it was a good weekend. I know what you mean. I mean, I went to Wimbledon um, and got the grounds tickets. And that was basically half a day sitting on a hill. Um, mm. It was great. I think the atmosphere, I've been told, I'm not an F1 fan, but I know people who have been to Silverstone, they've told me that. Even though you are, you are just there on the hill, it's still a great, you know, a great day out and a great experience. And the atmosphere is always great. So, um, yeah, I think F1 fans obviously do check out Sam's podcast um, as well. We actually did go through some Dolphins free agency talk when Tyree Kill trade got done. So do check mm. that out as well. And yeah, to check out with work in general. Um, but yeah, going into the Dolphins, in terms of the ins and outs, the main outs include Jesse Davis, Alan Hearns. Albert Wilson, a personal crushing one for me. I used to like him. Uh, James <laughs> McCourty and Jacoby Brissett, thank God. And then ins include Connor Williams, Chase Edmonds, Teron Armstead, Raheem Mostert, Teddy Bridgewater, Cedric Wilson, Mohamed Tanu, Sony Michelle, with re-signings including Emmanuel Ogba, Landon Roberts and Mike Gazicki, who was on the franchise tag. And then the draft included uh, Georgia's linebacker Channing Tindall, 102nd overall. Other players include Eric Ezu Kamana, who was 125th overall, the wide receiver from Texas Tech. Uh, Cameron Good, the linebacker, came from Cal. And also Skyler Thompson, both in the late rounds. But the main one is Tyreek Hill, the cheater, comes in. Uh, I believe he gave up five future picks for him, which meant that we didn't. That's why we picked so late in the draft, whereas the last few years we've been, have had draft picks galore in the previous uh, draft. So overall for you, Sam, as an off-season as a whole, how have you found the Miami's off season's gone? Um, I think it's been really good. It's probably been the best it could be, especially the past couple off seasons. You know, there's so much question about what, what you know. It's been a lot of drama. They see in 2020, it was like, oh, who are they going to take a quarterback? You know, what are they going to do to build this team? And last year it'd be, oh, you know, Deshaun Watson. And this year it was very chill. So being a fan, it was a lot less stressful this this um this off season. But that was nice. But um, what we did do obviously is we we went uh, I went away and got you know or addressed most of the needs that were uh, you know, that were there. Throughout the whole last season, the offensive line was addressed. You know, more weapons to help too, and more weapons who probably will stay on the field longer than the likes of Devontae Parker, Albert Wilson, you know, Preston Williams, who's still there, but it was that lot, it's nice to play very often, who just got injured every single couple of games, you know, every couple of games, and you know, they never could keep onto the field. And New England are going to have enjoyed Devontae Parker for that. Um, but <laughs> um, yeah, it's overall, it was really nice just having. Um, 
just yeah, just uh, given not no drama and you know everything possible to give the Dolphins um, success next season. Just a lot of hope, really. It's given me a lot of hope. Um, and also as well, the main thing as well, the defense, keeping every single starter on the defense, and then adding a cold players like um, Melvin Ingram, like um, trying to handle the linebacker out of Georgia, like you said. That's a main thing as well. People always talk about the offense, but the defense is the exact same as it was. Not not lost anyone, which is massive. So there's that. Yeah, I think it's been a great off season for me. It's been, as you said, the best I've seen in my lifetime. I mean, there's been a lot of off seasons where. Like, I remember there was a free agency a couple of years ago where we brought like Cal Van Noy and a few others. But for me, this mm. one's great because I've always said for years, I mean, throughout my lifetime, I never really saw a team make a big splash play to the, the market. And so, our first real experience I've had of that getting someone in like Tyreek Hill, I mean, he is the, the fastest player in the whole league. We've now probably got two to three, the three to four fastest players in the entire league, maybe even the fastest three players overall in obviously Hill, Waddle, and Mostert. And I think. It's really good to see. I mean, it's a shame the AFC is so competitive because that team is mm. so good. And I think we're going to see a real quick offense, a real, a whole different offense completely to the one we saw in the Brian Flores. Yeah, I think it's going to be fast. It's going to be exciting. I think that we'll mention him in a minute, but we can make, we can, we can question two as on what we want. But even without him, we've got players who can extend the player, great yards after catch players. And I think that with a few, I also like the offensive line additions. I think that. Jesse Davis was finally gone. I mean, Robert Hunt was the only real one I liked last season. So glad that he's still in there. And to get people like Connor Williams, people like Town Armstead as well, mm. I think it's brilliant. And I think that uh, we might as well go on to him now. I mean, we'll go on to Tua now. But I mean, the question mark has been around Tua ever since he came into the league, really. And I think the constant defence of him has been the offensive line. I think now he's got the perfect offensive line. Not perfect, but he's got an improved offensive line. And he's got... Tyreek Hill now, as well as people like Cedric Wilson, Alcee and Waddle as well. Um, in terms of Tua, um, can he make the jump, do you reckon? Um, do you think that he can be... This is finally the year where Tua Tangavaloa becomes a callback we all saw in Alabama. Um, well, I mean, do I think he will ever be elite? Uh, you know the, the level of Mahomes or Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers. No, I, I personally don't. But do I think he will play? You know, it's the level of the likes of Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins. Absolutely, I think he can do that. That's and that's I mean, that's good enough. I mean, so, I mean, you, you many teams. You know, it's a sort of sticky situation. That if he is that good enough, what do you do after that? Because I think he's with everything would be. You know, he's got around him now. He's set up to succeed. I personally think. You know, you got the. You got the offensive line. You got the weapons. You got a coach who finally believes in him. He's not, you know, he's not set up to fail. You know, there's there are so many things um, that that will contribute for Tua to having a better year this year. I think he will make some sort of jump. Yeah, I don't think he. I don't think I'll be. I'll be shocked if he's a top five quarterback. But top to 15, 10, Yeah, I can see it happening personally. I, I mean, I'm more positive than most. But um, you got to remember that things just haven't gone right for him because of what situation he was in and obviously he's you know not long removed of the hip injury um there are many other you know his mechanics were all off and stuff but i think from what i've seen you know or what and what i've heard i think it should be a significant jump in personally i don't know but yeah yeah i i agree i mean i've been the biggest not the biggest but one of the biggest critics of two on this podcast but i think for me I think he can improve. I think this this is a year he's going to finally become the callback we all saw. I think that it doesn't help with Tyreek Hill's comments. I think that has been a real, even more pressure put on him, really, from Tyreek Hill with his comments on his own podcast and also <laughs> on several other media outlets. Um, so I think that's probably not helping him. I think it would be better if Tyreek Hill just said nothing. But And that, obviously, that social media post didn't help things whatsoever. But I do think that he is someone that, you know, I think now he's got the protection, he's got, I love Flores, but it was clear that he didn't want him. And I think now, obviously, the whole Deshaun Watson thing's finally over, so he's got that away from him now as well. I just think that he's got everything he needs. And I think this year, well, I don't think he'll be in that, as you said, that top five range. He won't have the top five most yards, top five most touchdowns, but I think he'll be at a good level and what's good for the team. I think it's going to be a good watch, and I'm really excited to see what he can do. And, of course, you mentioned him just then. New head coach Mike McDaniel has come in. Um, can he be the guy? 
do you think he is finally the guy? We've had some terrible head coaches over the years, like Cam Cameron, Brian, <laughs> oh, not Brian Floyd, Adam Gase. Um, we've had, uh, what's, name? what's the guy's name? Joe Philbin. <laughs> I like some terrible head coaches. Flores is the only one that really had any sort of good thing about him, really. So I think, do you think he's finally the guy that can sort of take the team to the next level? Um, I mean, I hope so. <laughs> I, I hope so. He's a, he's a breath of fresh air. It's nice, you know, seeing a, a, a coach who's so like media friendly, who's so open as well. You know, I've, I watch every press conference and I'm just like, oh, okay, you know, I learned something new and it's, you know, it's quite, you actually do listen, you know, listening and you take things away from it rather than, you know, Brian Flores just being so sort of set, you know, he's, you know, very, um, media trained answers rather than, you know, very much the same sort of thing. You're not going to get much out of him at all. And Mike Daniel, you can. And it, I mean, you, as his time as a head coach goes on, it may, you know, it may not be like that. It does happen for a lot of people, obviously, because it's a different responsibility being a head coach to being an offensive coordinator um, or a run game coordinator, you know, as he's gone through his career, you know, all the jobs he's held, the more and more you get up the, you know, the food chain of at the end of the, you know, the NFL coaching tree you know the more and more you have to speak to the media and people know who you are so it'll be interesting to see how it carry carries on but right now he's a, a great personality and um from what from what he you know he's done a very smart thing you know he's brought in um a very sort of a, quite a young coach and stuff but you know a, a lot of coaches who are like highly recommended so you hear about um Obviously, Madison and Satan, you hear about um, Wes Welker a lot, you know, in San Francisco, they're you know, um, saying, oh, you know, he could be a really good, um, you know, receivers coach. And now he is the receivers coach of the Dolphins, just things like that. Like, um, and you've got um, guys who have been about as well, like Frank Smith. He was uh, Toronto Armstead's O-line coach when he was first drafted in New Orleans. And now it's like year 10. So he's been, you know, in the, yeah, as the offensive coordinator and, and line, obviously, the um, he'll be in charge of the line as well, as, as well as Matt Applebaum. Um, He's got a quite an experienced staff, obviously the defensive staff, and then sort of the DB rooms are the same, uh, same with the players. So that he's sort of just taken over the offensive staff, which will work, um, I hope anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Josh Boyer uh, has a lot of responsibility on, def- responsibility on defense, more than he's ever had before, obviously because Flores is out the building. So it'll be interesting to see how that um, is different. But long story short, I hope McDaniel's a guy and we're going to see a lot of running plays, um, but I, I quite like that. The Niners have been a good team to watch over the past couple of years, so I'm I'm excited and I hope so. And I think he could be. Yeah, I agree. I think for me, there's probably only McVeigh you'd rather go for a night out with than McDaniel. From what he, <laughs> everything he's given out, I think he has an amazing personality. Obviously, he's part of that coaching tree, as you were saying, with the Shanahan and McVeigh sort of strategy. Where obviously that's a far bit, uh, almost like it could be contrast to the Flores sort of Belichick tree. Mm. Where he, they all sort of have the same sort of blunt answers. And I do think that we will see, as you said, we'll see a lot of running plays, but I think we will see as well a lot of like people like Tyree Kill, like Jalen Waddle on sort of jet sweeps and on mm. sort of, um, I forgot what the play's called now. Um, but yeah, it's. I think we'll see. It'll be very lot. creative. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. we saw some great creative special teams plays in the past from Dolphins. I think now we're going to see some really good creative offensive plays and I do think that I do worry for Mike Gazicki because I think George Kittle was excellent in that in that um offense as a blocking tight end as well as a receiving tight end. And I, I love Gazicki, everyone knows this, but mm. not the best of blocking. He's a great receiving tight end, but he's not the best blocker. And I do fear for him being on the franchise tag with no real updates to his contract. And he's, he's a favorite player as well. And I it's, it's it'll, be, it'll be a shame if he does get a go. But I do fear that the offense may not be best for him and I think he may go to one where uh, he might thrive more but I don't want to see him go because I think he's really good for this team maybe he's been working on the offseason maybe you know maybe he has been training and working on his blocking so fingers crossed that he does get the best out of Gazicki as well and of course the rest of the team um I think he'll get played like a receiver more as well. He saw that yeah. a lot, like a lot of the time last year, he was lined up in the slot rather than sort of inside at tight end as an inline tight end. Um, yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see because obviously, yeah, like you said, he's not the blocker that George Kittle is. It's, it's very hard to be that. Not many yeah. tight ends. <laughs> not many tight ends are. Yeah, I don't think he will ever be that. If I'm being completely honest with you, but um, I think you'll he'll be used right. I think that's one thing you can say is like 
there'll be sort of like a Mike Gasicki pa- package, like as a, there'll be a Tyreek Hill package, like it was a Debo package, for example, last year in San Francisco. That was an Ayuk package, you know. Like there's that's one thing you look at the the um sort of Shanahan tree. They sort of tailor it for the guys, like you know they had different things, all the different running backs. You know, every week you get a different running back in in the thing because you know there's something that they want to do in that game plan. You know, the game plans will be so creative of everyone. They'll get, you'll get, you know. Uh, the ball it's just you know it'll be it'll vary from game to game like he'll some teams will will have it you know have it figured out more than others and they'll, they'll use Gusaki to an advantage at some point but yeah I don't think he'll he's he won't see many snaps in line tight end I don't think I agree with uh, you there I mean maybe someone like Dim Smythe maybe will take mm. over that block or Hunter ball. Long yeah Hunter yeah. Long as well maybe mm. someone like Adam Shaheen and people like that but it'd be interesting it'd be really exciting to see what this team can do Speaking of which, let's head to the final segment, which is our record predictor, which, as you know by now, if you've listened to all the other podcasts, um, we give each fan a chance to give their prediction for every game, whether it's a win, loss or tie. And for the first time, I'll be involved as well as a fan. Obviously, <laughs> team. I, did a, I did an article on this a few weeks ago about my predictions for the upcoming season. So I've got those articles ready, ready to mm. see what I've actually given for those i've actually forgotten why i put i know the record i've got overall <laughs> i've actually forgotten what i actually put for each game so i'm intrigued to see what i actually have for each game so week one once again against new england at home win loss or tie i reckon it'll be a win um two has got something for bill belichick he's three and zero against the patriots which is a great stat and people always say like oh you know uh, one thing that a lot of sort of the national media have to criticize against Tua is, is that oh, he can't win his own division. Yes, he can't win against Buffalo, but against New England, like I said, he's free, you know, and, you know, but there's, there's something there, you know, um, he also, Tua, other than the Buffalo, as I always plays well in the big games, like there was one against Kansas City a couple of years ago. That was one of his best games. The Arizona one, that was a big game. Like there's, um, that is, uh, uh, you know that that the games against New England are big and division games. Uh, the Jets he's played well against as well. But no, I think it'll be a win in, at home to New England in week one, um, like it was last year. Yeah, I've also gone for a win here. I actually put a score on my article. I put what I put down. I put Mammy to win twenty seven seventeen was my score. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be like a low-scoring game like that. New England don't score points. So. Yeah, and actually, I reckon New England could be the, one of the most boring teams in the NFL. I think they're they're not fun to watch anymore, really. I think they're, they're very efficient. But I don't when you've got Matt Patricia calling offensive plays, then... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to be interesting because obviously he's never done... Obviously, he's the defensive play caller before he's a Lions yeah. coach, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But Yeah. yeah. Mm, not the best head coaching spell, was it, for him at Detroit? No, Josh McDaniels would be a big loss to them as well. I think yeah. it'd, it'd be interesting to see what the offense looks like because mm-hmm. you know it's been the same since his time in Denver. It, 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 you know, I'm interested, just interested to see how much Belichick struggles mm. with Matt Patricia in there. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm one. Could prove us wrong, but no, I'm all for them losing games myself. I'm all for if they struggle. I'm all for it. I love Boston, <laughs> but I'm all for for them losing games. Um, enough, yeah. Week two. On the road to the Baltimore Ravens. Mm, I think that'd be a loss, personally. I, I can't see us winning that game. Baltimore's obviously we beat them last year, but then that was a really random game that Thursday night football game. Um, Baltimore's a team that Miami trif- uh, usually struggles against. They got players back. They got Ronnie Stanley back. They got J.K. Dobbins back. Um, you know the, the Ravens were the most injured team last year, and I mean Lamar hopefully will. Be back to his usual south this year after having a bit of a down year last year. So I think the the Ravens will probably beat the Dolphins in that one, but it'll be close, I think. Yeah, I mean, I got down as a win. I put a thirty-eight-five record in. I mean, um, I didn't actually realize this. they had the worst record for passing yards allowed last season, Baltimore, which surprised me. I know they had all yeah. these, but that still surprised me considering they had they had was it nine eight wins. But um, yeah, I just think for some reason I don't know. I think. With all the injuries, they may take a few games to get back into the swing of things. So that's why. Was I think they lost the last like seven games straight or something like that. I yeah, mean, they lost. They lost quite. It was six. I think mm. it was six games straight. So um, after Lamar went down, they just kept losing games. So I bet his body then just they probably gave up after that point. When they yeah. were yeah. playing with Tyler Huntley, I think it was just. Oh God! Yeah, yeah I mean, I think Baltimore are a dark horse for me. I think mm. the, Same. they were playing so well before the injuries, and I think Lamar Jackson. Question is passing what you want, but. 
in terms of the overall quarterback, he's brilliant. And I think that he is going to have a good year. He might be an MVP candidate. And I think that, um, you know, I think that team's going to be back to their best and, for me, make the playoffs without any doubt. An S injury strike again. Um, mm. Week three, at home to the dreaded Buffalo Bills. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> See, this schedule is so hard as well. When you look when you look through the schedule, it's like mm. the first four or five weeks are really difficult, mm. and then it eases up, and then the end's difficult as well. So, you see, you'd, you'd like a win with, with Buffalo, wouldn't you? If it's, oh, I'm going to go for a win. It's at home. I'll go oh. for a win. I'll go for a win at home. He's gone In, in Buffalo, no chance. But at home, it, they have to win it. You know, the, the the Dolphins have to win these kind of games mm. against against the Bills because you know Flores was six zero against Buffalo, right? In his three years, that you know, Daniel, he'll get he'll he, he, if he wants to keep his job, he's going to have to beat the Bills at some point. And the team is in the best position to beat the Bills. Um, Tre'Davious White might not be ready for that as well because he mm. um he might miss a few weeks at the start of the season. So so if you're going to beat the Bills at any time, when their best corners up, that you know with Tyreek Hill, with Waddle, with Cedric Olsen, that then there's a chance. I think so. I think a win in Buffalo in week three is possible uh, at home to Buffalo. Sorry, yeah, I've gone for a loss myself. Um, mm. put I put a score as 35 20. Uh, I just think <laughs> that Buffalo are just way too strong, and, and there's not a single area I can think of as a weakness for me personally. Every area is strong, you know, running, running back is probably the only area where they do struggle, but you know, they got a brilliant defense and such depth in that, in that defense as well. And then the offense itself, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. They brought in Jameson Crowder. They got Dawson Knox. They got a great line for me. I think the Bills. I think for me are the AFC favourites. And I think mm, yeah, be, I agree. I think I think they'll. I think Josh Allen's six and one against us. Uh, and I think that he's yeah, just it's, it's horrible. Yeah, a horrible record. Looking at it, it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, week four on the road to the current AFC champions in the Cincinnati Bengals. A game I'm actually going to, which I'm very excited for. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, that's the that's the Thursday night one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they're wearing no white, um, yeah. the white helmet and that stuff on that game as well. Amazing. That white uniform is mm. incredible. And I, yeah, the things about where the throwbacks and if it's going to be like that, if they're both wearing it, yeah, because they're going to have to wear teal, so it's going to be. Their throwbacks are decent. That's our best kit. I think the throwbacks. Mm, I agree. Home and away kit because our home uniform, especially, it's ridiculously bland, mm. and the same with your away uniform. So I think they should make those ones. Personally, I think those ones should be our permanent home and away jerseys because those ones are one of the best in the league. Those green and white throwback uniforms we've got, mm. spectacular. Yeah, amazing. They're so simple, but they're so they're so nice. It's like the yeah. Bills uniforms. The Bills uniforms, for example, they're so nice. You mm. know, they're similar to the throwbacks, but they're just so plain. But yeah. like they're they're nice at, at the same time. When some of them, like for example, the Cardinals uniforms aren't great because they're just sort of new and bland, like our ones, like you know, yeah. Yeah. things like that. Uh, but no, for the Bengals, I think we'll probably lose that one. <laughs> the thing yeah. about it, just uh, yeah, first night in Cincinnati, uh, Joe Burrow should be back from his appendicitis um, surgery and stuff. Then he should be yeah. sort, of, sort of fully recovered from that. So uh, yeah, I think I think the Bengals will probably be a loss on Thursday night. Yeah, I agree. I've got downs a loss. I think that they've fixed their biggest weakness. You know, and they've had a good off season. They've not really lost anyone big. I know Jesse Bates is his sort of situations of a dark cloud over the team but apart from that I think True. they're pretty much like good and I think it's surprising that no one's actually talking about them like they just got to the Super Bowl almost won it really almost won me 400 quid and <laughs> and they, um, and in the end they just didn't no one's ever talking about them and I think that they're going to be one of the favourites I think it'll be them or Bills I think. I think I'll be shocked if it isn't the Bills Bengals or Ravens in that AFC Championship game unless something goes horribly wrong for one of those teams um, so yeah, I think the Bengals will win that game quite easy. Yeah. But, but the next game is a bit easier. I say a, bit, a lot easier. Uh, at yeah. the Jets. At the Jets, win. Come on. <laughs> it's the Jets. Yeah. Although, the, honestly, the Jets, you look at their roster, actually got some good players now. You know, I like what they've done, what Joe, what Joe Douglas has done with Salah, building that, that defence. It is... Um, and the offence as well, actually. The likes of CJ Uzama on there now. Um, obviously, Mackay Beckton's back and um, from injury. You've got, they've got some good players, the Jets, but it's the Jets, so it'll, it'll be a win. <laughs> yeah. I think they're actually in a good place. I think that mm, it, Really? They're All four teams draft. in the East. Uh... Mm, that's a good division, mm. that is. I mean, I think the AFC West right now is king. I think AFC North is not far behind, but 
think that eighth, I think the jet the Jets draft was incredible for me. They had, they've got you know Jermaine Johnson, Sauce Gardner, um, Garrett Wilson, and there was another one I forgot his name, um, but. Brace Hall, the running back. That's it, yeah. That's yeah. an incredible draft. The first four picks were outstanding. And I think that whilst I think this year they'll probably be, I think they'll get seven wins, maybe six, seven, eight wins at a stretch. But I think give it two, three years, if they keep doing what they're doing with Joe Douglas, I think that they could be a team that they may change head coach, but I think they're a team mm. that to look out for maybe 2024, 2025 or something. Um, yeah, I, th- I yeah. think one as well. The Jets could easily surprise, and it, it it is interesting to see. I think I could, you know, I could see New England coming fourth in the division in this season. Like I don't think it will happen. I think it might be the Jets, but I can see it happening because hmm. Zach Wilson is an interesting one. Obviously, he's especially what's come out recently. He's very, um, yeah, <laughs> that, be, it'd be interesting to see what you know, what, what changes when now that's out. But um, it's. It, last year they were looking good towards the end of the season. The Jets in a couple of games, um, obviously had some weird wins as well against some of the best teams. They couldn't lose. They couldn't uh, when they beat the bad teams, but the good teams they beat beat like loads of them. So mm-hmm. the last couple um, weeks of the season. So um, yeah, the uh, the Jets are good. They, they set up well. They won the draft of the Giants, like you said, and all of the players they brought in. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just all these sneaky little moves. They signed Quan Alexander the other day. That's another good move for the defense. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like, it, all these little moves, you know, adding up. The Jets will be could be good at some point. Yeah, but it's the Jets, so you yeah. never know. It is it's with the New York teams. They they build it up all this time, and then they'll just suck. So yeah. it, it, there's there is something about it. I think but they yeah. the big apple. But yeah, I can see the Jets doing well in a yeah. way. I hope that team personally. I think I hope they're all best. I hope they crash and burn because <laughs> I'm not, not a fan of the Jets whatsoever, and I think I'm coming <laughs> their downfall once again. Um, yeah. Week six at home to the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, this is an interesting one because a lot of people think the Vikings are going to sort of do quite good, like under the radar good. Mm. But I see. I've seen people predict the Vikings to win the division. And things. Which, I mean, it's possible the Packers are down a couple players now. You know, not about Devontae Adams and stuff. Without Devontae Adams and stuff, but I, the Vikings, as hmm, an interesting one, isn't it? Two of us are Kirk Cousins. It's like <laughs> I, I can see the Vikings. Oh, I can see the Vikings winning that one. I already can think about it. Yeah. it. It'll be it'll be close again, but yeah, I think it'll be another loss. <laughs> Yeah, it's a tough start to the season. It really is. Like, yeah, I agree. I think that they got a new head coach. I think that's mm. a, the breath of fresh air they needed. Um, oh, did you see what the GM said about Cousins? Yeah, about we, we, had the, we had the Packers podcast last night, which is actually out at the moment already. But yeah, I saw about it. About that. Yeah. yeah, it's incredible. That is what's he doing? <laughs> he's, 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 yeah, one of the first press conferences um, as, as, a, as a new GM, and yeah, it's. Uh, it's mad, isn't it? It's <laughs> just um, basically saying you, Kirk Cousins isn't, isn't your guy. No. Yeah, just yeah. fair enough. <laughs> I mean, we all, we all know it, but it's just it's just interesting <laughs> to see the GM actually said it. Yeah, I, I think his time will be up soon. I think if you've got mm. that new GM in and all that, I do think that you know might be just a year or two left before they go somewhere else. Um, he's on a lot of money. Is oh, that contract was huge? Just like saying yeah. that. I mean, the money that Kyler's on now with his, oh, his that's, that's disastrous as well. I can't believe that. <laughs> but it's just the way it goes with quarterbacks. That's why the, the Dolphins have got to be careful if Tua does do well, because you know you might have to pay him. <laughs> and, and yeah, you know, a couple of good years, and you'll you'll get it'll be a thirty million pound quarterback, um, dollar quarterback a year, and I don't think he he'll be that level at all. I don't know. Maybe if he's that good and pay him, but I don't, I think it will be like cousins level. I don't really think you can commit to a quarterback very long at that level. With the amount of talent there is out of college nowadays, I think you can't really do that anymore. No, actually we had a discussion after the Packers podcast yesterday about the fact that the Bengals may have to change their stadium name for naming rights just so they can pay Joe Burrow. Which mm. is like, so I think <laughs> Paul Brown's notoriously a really tight owner. Um, mm, yeah. They seem to have broken the trend, but I think that is a problem. I think we're seeing now with the home situation that they couldn't keep Tyree Kill, and I think 
We'll see it with Josh Allen in a few years, Dak Prescott. We'll see it with, I think, I think everyone should just, I know it's different because you're in the NFL. And I, for me, Tom Brady was a 10 million a year he was earning. I would take that in a heartbeat. That's mm. more than enough for me. So I don't know why these players have as much. Russell uh, Wilson was doing it for ages in Seattle before he took his big one. Mm. Yeah, just, just all the pieces coming in. Like, it's, Aaron Rodgers had it as well before his big contract just now. Like a lot of quarterbacks that have won championships, Breeze have done done the same thing, you know, that sort of generation that's just, just sort of passing through now, just finishing. All oh, them those quarterbacks have done it. But you see with the newer quarterbacks, um it's not the case <laughs> right now that is so it'll be interesting to see how that changes. You might have I mean it'd be good because it means you might not have a dominant team over so many years. I think I was looking earlier, I think the last five Super Bowls have been won by different teams. Um, which is good because it takes away from the New England dominance we have for you know they win every couple of years, um, for the two sort of areas of that. It's um, it's nice to see a different team win it every year, and the last five years have had that, which is cool. But yeah, it, it's interesting just to see the future of the NFL as it changes because it's changed. You know, since I've been watching it a lot, you know, it changes every year. There's a different thing as far as the trends. So you know, it could be completely different in a couple of years' time. Everyone will be winning the ball again. You never know. So it's it's interesting. Yeah, I think we've seen also this year Rams first one since 1999, Buccaneers first one since 2003 or 2002, the Chiefs their first one in for 40, 50 odd years. Mm. The year before that was the it was Patriots, and then Eagles. That was, yeah, the Eagles also were their first ever. So yeah. I think that this year we, I think there could be a team in the AFC that finally do it. I think personally, but I think if not, it will be probably. NFC, I think it will be the Rams or the Bucks in the big game, and I think the mm. AFC could be one of three teams. But um, it's going to be interesting. But I do also think that it's going to be a loss for us here. Mm. Uh, I'm actually again, I'm going to this game, and I actually had to shout out Finch Nation UK. If you're mm. listening and you're a Dolphins fan and you want to go to a game in Miami, they're having a massive Dolphins fans meetup in Miami. They do it every year, obviously apart from the last two years because of COVID. There's a bunch of British fans who obviously a few Americans join up as well. It's a great bunch. I've been with them to Dublin, to Liverpool. I've met them in London as well before the London game. So I think that if you're a Dolphins fan listening and you want to go to a game and you want to meet a bunch of Dolphins fans, go on Finchmaker UK on Facebook or Twitter, give them a DM and they'll be very accommodating. They're always happy to have new people coming in. They're always very friendly. So if you want to Go to a game around me and you haven't done it yet. Do check it out. Give them a DM or Facebook message and they'll sort it out for you and you can get a chance to go with the Finns Nation UK group. So um, that's actually my first time ever in Hard Rock. So I'm looking forward to going to that. That'd be cool. Well. That'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean, my first game ever last year, I think same as you actually, with the Dolphins-Jags game. Mm. Um, so I think for me, it's really nice to now see a game in actually Miami because I'm there for a week. It's going to be a great week and... I'm looking forward to actually being within the home crowd, albeit. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Honestly, man, I, 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 the day I finally get to watch the game in America, that'd be. Oh, yeah, mate. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, yeah. it won't be for a few years now. I'm at uni, but I will be in it. But it's just, yeah. uh, it once I finally do get there, it'll be, it'll be good. It'll be good. I, yeah, definitely, I'll definitely. Wait for it. Mm. Now to week seven, once again at home. This time to the Pittsburgh Steelers, win, loss, or tie. Um. I think that will be a win. Uh, as tough as the games against the Steelers always are, um, it's you know, will it be Kenny Pickett? It might be that time. I doubt it. I think it will be Trubisky. Um, the defense is always tough to play against, but I don't. It's not the Pittsburgh team it has been in past years, and um, the, this Dolphins team should be able to beat a team like um, like that now, especially when they've not got that good of an offense. Um, Really, other than Nigel Harris, obviously, but yeah, if there's any time, this is the Steelers team you're probably going to be, I think. But they're still good, I think they'll probably still get nine wins. But this Dolphins team should win that game, yeah. I agree, I've got it as a win as well. I think that for me, I like Trubisky, and I think he actually could surprise some people this year, but yeah, I think even so, I think it's just that team, the offensive weapons aren't there. Really. You got Najee Harris, I think Chase Claypool, feature number one guy. Uh, I don't think he's the guy, and I think Deontay Johnson's okay. He's good, but I just think they're just they're gonna take a step back. And I think this could be actually Mike Tomlin's first ever losing season, mm, yeah, possibly. Yeah, but I think it's one of those games. It's like that's right. That one and the Vikings are both like fifty-fifty games. Mm. I see them both going either way. It's just you know, you take one, win one, lose one. I think the yeah. two of those. 
Uh, week eight on the road to this year's Hard Knocks team in Detroit Lions. Mm, God. Um, see, I, just, I really like what the Lions are doing at the moment, which is, again, another team that you look at them and like they've they've done, they've done stuff well. well. If I was a GM, that's what I'd do anyway. <laughs> just Yeah. Um, yeah, they had a great draft getting both Aiden Hutchinson and Jameson Williams, um, two of the best players in the draft. Um, which that was that was great how they did that, moving up all the way from the back of the first round. Um, yeah, I think it'll probably be a win, but the, Detroit will surprise people. I, it'll be another tight one, I think. Uh, yeah, the, but those those tight games are the ones that you know will go the way. But sometimes you win some. You, you normally lose fifty fifty. Normally, um, only very bad teams lose. So many close games, like some teams have um, did last season. You know, only bad teams lose as, as many close games, and um, yeah, the Dolphins were some of those. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but but yeah, no, uh, the Dolphins should beat the the Lions. We'd like to think so, anyway. Yeah, I agree. I've got this as a, as a win as well. Um, week nine on the road to the Chicago Bears. That's got to be a win, surely. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh. Uh, I hope so. I think I think you, you, we're more likely to win against the Bears and the Lions. I, I think so. I think mm. the Bears roster really isn't good. No, now they've got to kill Little Mac. All. They've they've lost so many players. The offensive line's bad. Is the the uh, yeah the 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 Bears aren't great. So I, that, yeah. that the one I'm more confident about. And also Justin Fields as well has not really shown much because yeah. of the situation he's been in, and he hasn't got a, really a receiver either. So. <laughs> That. Yeah, no, I think for me, he's been dealt a bad hand for me. I mean, they've, they've rebuilt the team without actually, they've got the ball core back, but not actually rebuilt yeah. around him. So um, I think they're going to have a bad year. I think they'll be one of the worst teams in the whole NFL. I've got it as a win as well. I just think that they'll be terrible. Um, week 10 is an iffy one because I'm not sure who will be called back at this stage, but week 10 is a home game against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, that is an interesting one. Um, I'll put it as a loss because I think it week ten might be the Sean. I think you're hearing a sort of shorter suspension now is what we're hearing. So I think it probably will be Deshaun Watson. Um, and if not, I I don't know. I just I can see Jacoby Brissett revenge game with Josh Rosen a revenge game. Oh, whoever, yeah. whoever whoever the two of them play, um, if it isn't Deshaun Watson, I don't know. I think I think that Browns game might be a loss. Okay, I've got it as a win personally. Mm, fair enough. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I I just think that we'll have enough, even if they have the Sean Watson playing. I I think for me, if he plays, he's top five. But I think I don't know. You think if he, if he does play, if he's, this is his first game or second game back, he's come off the back of a year and a half without playing. So I think he might be a bit rusty. So um, I think we might win there. Um, we can. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting yeah. to see. I, I think it will be because I think that. Their team is amazing, and I think if he once he once he does start playing, which I think he will eventually. I think they'll be a contender because their team is pretty stacked on most areas. But I've seen that quarterback unsurety, you could say. I think will eventually this season, especially, be the downfall of them. And I think that will. I think they may even get six wins, seven wins. I can't yeah, much if he doesn't play most of it. The thing about it though, if Deshaun is banned for a lot of the season. They could get a really good player in the draft next year, mm. and make it even better. Like it's mad, yeah. it's mad to think about. Like, I mean, yes, I don't condone what he did off the what he's you know or what he's you know everything going on about it. I don't, but like, for the business point of view, for the Browns, that 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 I can see why it was a piece opinion to them. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you you can see why. Yeah, Although it does put a lot of people's jobs at risk. It you can see why it does. Yeah, I mean, I think personally it's a disgrace that he's even being allowed to play at the moment. Mm. I, mean, I did want him actually last year before the severity got worse and worse of, of the whole situation. But um, yeah, I just think that for me, I wouldn't play him for a whole year. Personally, I think he should be banned for at least another year, personally. But I do think that back to the bad the draft the draft pick thing, you know, go look at the Bengals. They, if Joe Burrow stayed healthy the whole year, they would never be in that position. Unless they traded up, they would never be in that position to get Jamar Chase. They only got the no. fifth or pick was because Joe Burrow missed half the year and he had, was it Brandon Allen or someone out there? Someone. Yeah, Brandon uh, Allen. And yeah. he, he's no Joe Burrow. So I think there's, sometimes <laughs> there's a positive of having you know a bad record. Look at even the Colts. They had Peter Manning got injured for a year. 
with the worst yeah, Andrew Luck. Albeit, and mm. then they got Andrew Luck. So yeah, it was um, it was Ryan Finley as well with the Bengals. They won, they won the game well. against um, the Steelers on Thursday night football or something. No, it was Monday night football actually. They beat the Steelers in prime time with Ryan Finley. Um, I, I, I remember that game. It was like quite late in the year. It was like November, December time. But that was a. God. They literally came in and was like three scores up by like the second quarter. That was a really weird game. That one. But that's I, a really. That's a throwback. I think that was quite a trip the memory memory lane. But that was a really weird game a couple of years ago. That name. I don't remember that game. Just completely just blow me pie. I can't even remember that game happening at all, which is quite bad. But um, <laughs> yeah. it's not good on the Steelers, is it? Really. Um, but. Week 11 is a bye week, so week 12 is at home to the Houston Texans. That should be a win. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you, you'd like to think so. Um, the, the Texans, actually, they've got some players, like, they've not, you know, they've got a lot, that they're a lot better than people think they are, but they're still one of the sort of bottom five, six rosters in the NFL, uh, and you should win against that, especially, you know, um, when there's not much talent offensively, Davis Mills is you know questionable. You don't. He had a good year last year, but is that his ceiling? We no one really knows about him. He's quite an unknown entity, and it. I mean, they may surprise, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him win maybe no more than six, seven games. So yeah, they should, it should be a win. Can agree more. Week four, week fourteen, week thirteen is a road game against the San Francisco Forty ers That would be that would be an interesting one. <laughs> if it's on the road, yeah, I think it'd be a loss. But it, it that'll be a tight, that'll be a tight one. Um, and you got to think because right, you got, it's the way you look at it is like who's going to know the system best? It'll be it'll be Kyle Shanahan. So it's, and, and, you know, it'll be you know all the defensive staff there. They're going to know it best. So they'll know how to stop it. So. I, I mean, sometimes it doesn't work like that. Sometimes you know that you know. Obviously, we're, play, we're playing against the same system in two. So, it is, but a lot of the time, those those games are um, are a loss. So, I reckon it might be a loss in San Francisco. Yeah, fair play. I've actually forgotten to give my predictions here. I think I got Miami win week twelve, and then I've got a <laughs> week thirteen win for the 49ers as well. Um, mm. Week fourteen, the final of the three I'm going to on the road to the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, with the way the Chargers play games, I reckon that'd be a win because it's charge Chargers Charger. You know, <laughs> that's <laughs> they, they find a game to, uh, way to lose games they shouldn't. And um, the Chargers probably are on par roster wise. Obviously, Herbert's a better quarterback, but I can see that being a win. Um, they'll be wanting to rebound it off of the San Francisco loss as well. So, okay, I've got as a loss. I think yeah, it'll be it'll be tight. Yeah. I think it'll be. I think it will be close, but I'd think that purely for the quarterback comparison, I think Herbert will have the edge, and they'll mm. Austin Eckler as well in the running game. I think they'll just be that's be brilliant. Um, week fifteen, another road game, equally as hard, probably definitely harder on the road to the Buffalo Bills. That'll be a loss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> winning at home to Buffalo. Yeah, maybe uh, in Buffalo. No, <laughs> because it, especially when was that'll be December, right? That game? Uh, yeah, it'll be yeah no the week before Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah, no, it'll be cold. It'll be might even be snowy. There's no chance they'll win that game. No Not chance. Sure. Um, yeah. doesn't get any easier. Week sixteen, Christmas Day game. Oh uh, god, these games are six p.m. for UK viewers. Um, we play at, at home to the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Hmm. You'd like to think that the Packers would have the division wrapped up by then, and you could beat them. Yeah, so, but it's just with a hmm. I think that'll be a. I reckon that'll be a loss in the Packers game. Yeah, but it'll be it'll be close. It, I can see him winning it if the Packers have division wrapped up. But yeah, I can probably say it's a loss. Yeah, I think we'll lose both the Bills and the Packers. I think they're just way too strong for us, really. Um, mm. Week seventeen on the road to the Patriots. Oh, I reckon I'll sweep the Patriots. I reckon that'll be a win. Yeah. And also, at this point in the season, you need to win games as well. So you could, if you if you're a real team, you win the game, and I hope we're a real team. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then finally, week eighteen is a home game against New York Jets. That'll be a win. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't yeah. agree more. I've got it as a win as well. 
I think my math is actually fun. I've got here 11 and 7. I don't, I don't know what's happening. I think I've either get tallied up one win too much or one lost too much. Um, so I've actually forgotten what I actually didn't write down. I just <laughs> I didn't actually write down what was what game. Um, right. So you had the Baltimore Bills. The Bills was a win, wasn't it? Baltimore, Cincinnati, Vikings, Cleveland, 49ers, Bills, Packers. That's seven losses. That's um, 10 and 7. 10 and 7. That's about yeah. right. I think it'll be about 10 and 7. Yeah. And I've got the exact same. Yeah. 10 and 7 as well. Um, for me, I think that any other year, I mean, I'll, I'll get your views now, but for me, any other year, that would make us into the playoffs. But I think. Mm. How competitive that division is! I think ten wins won't be enough, personally. Unless you're in the AFC South, maybe, and you get ten wins, and that's enough in that division. But I think overall, to the wild card spot, I don't think you're getting in. I think you need eleven wins, personally. But for you, Sam, with that ten and seven record, do you see him making the playoffs? And if so, how far? Um, I'll, I'll say yes, but I. Do I really think yes? I don't know. Um, I'll say yes, and I'll probably say wild card round loss. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I don't. It, it won't be enough to win to win the division, and yeah, you'll probably face off against uh, the winner of the West or yeah, and um, the Bills, even maybe in the wild card round. So it'd probably be a loss. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, I think. I think Bills will have the number one overall. I think they'll win 14, 15 games this year. I think really? the fact that the West is so competitive, and as Jeff Reinball said in the Raiders episode, they're all mm. going to cannibalise themselves. I think they may win the division with less games. I think maybe they'll be... I think we'll see the Colts as a fourth seed, the winner of the rest, who I think will be Denver as a third seed. And then I think we'll see... Whether it's the Bengals, whether it's the Ravens, I think they'll be the second seed. I think they'll be the ones that probably players if we get the, the playoffs as a wild card spot. I think that I think we can beat the Ravens on a good day. We proved that last year, but I think that if we play the Bengals. To know, no, it, or, no. Uh, you find a lot of the time like when you play a team in the regular season. We played both. We played both the Bengals and the Ravens in the regular season. You find that if you play, the postseason game is often a different result. So yeah. with the Saints and the Bucks, the what the Bucks are what yeah. um, with Brady there, they're four and oh, um are and four against the Saints. Yeah, yeah. When they played in the postseason, the Saints uh the Saints lost to the Bucks. Yeah. You yeah. know, and then Drew Brees' last game. Mm, yeah. So yeah. you find a lot of the time the, the result in the postseason is completely different to the one um in the regular season. So you never know, you might be able to beat the Bengals. They might uh have an injury, you know, Mixon or or Jamal Chase might go down. But yeah, I reckon we'll probably lose uh, against most of the teams in the AFC because they're they're so good. All the teams in the West, most of the teams in the North, the Colts maybe. Although yeah, yeah, it's touch and go there. Probably better than the Titans now because they haven't got AJ Brown. But a lot of the teams in the AFC are really really good. <laughs> this... That's the issue. That if we only if we only NFC, mm. I'm saying playoffs without even a second to doubt that. But I think with the AFC, I think it's just that there's like. I reckon if you had the f- 15 of the best teams in the whole NFL, we had a list of it, I reckon at least two-thirds AFC teams. I think that... I think there was a, I think there was a thing going around on like all the teams ranked on Madden, the Madden rating. And I think the yeah. Dolphins are like the 15th ranked team in Madden. Right. But like, I think they're the 9th or 10th, or maybe even 11th best in the AFC. Just showing um, how bad you see that's that's the same thing. Just showing how bad the NFC is compared to the AFC. You know, all the AFC teams are really high ranked in Madden, like like what we see them. Is yeah. it just shows how top heavy the AFC is, or you know how loaded it is compared to the NFC. Because you know, I can see. I mean, any any of the teams in the NFC East could win, but then they could also go. Oh, then the Cowboys maybe could also go. You know, forward. 12, 4 and 13. You know, <laughs> those sort of divisions are mad. I can see the Panthers and the Falcons winning eight, nine, ten games. I can also see him winning two. Yeah. The NFC is so weird. Like, it's just, I did a thing on the uh, Panthers uh, for the full, uh, for the full 10 yards guy just coming out in a couple of weeks' time. I was looking through because I'm in charge of the Panthers and I was looking through it and I was like, this team could win so many games, but then they could also go three and, three and 14. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, the NFC is really interesting, but the AFC seems quite sort of. You know what's going to happen in that, in you know, yeah. in, in it. Yeah, I think you look at sort of 
Obviously, you've got for me, there's a good teams I was thinking of. So you got the Bills, Ravens, Bengals, Browns if Watson's if Watson's playing. You've got the Colts or Titans. You've got the all four teams in the AFC West. All this team to me, with the exception of the three teams of Packers, Bucks, and Rams, I think they're better than they're all better than the rest of the NFC. I think they're all mm. better than the Cowboys, they're all better than the Eagles, they're all better than Maybe not the 49ers. They're probably the fourth best team in my eyes. They're better the than Cardinals the... are an interesting one. Yeah, they're, they're, I think I, I don't rate them at all. I think they're better than them. Mm. I think they're obviously better than Seahawks, Falcons, Panthers. Yeah. I think they're better than the Saints. I think they're better than the Vikings. I think for me, I think you know, I think I think the eighth seed in the AFC, whoever it is, is going to be actually a better team than the fourth seed or fifth seed in the NFC. Personally, mm. yeah, think. the NFC has got. Some good teams, but I think the AFC has got so many more elite teams. And I think that you could have probably seven legit contenders for the whole to go the whole way from the AFC, whereas you probably only got three for the NFC. If you were to seed it one to fourteen with all the teams that went to playoffs, if you were to seed it, I reckon the top. I reckon in the top ten, you'll have seven or eight AFC teams. Yeah, well, let's try. Let's try and rank it now. So, number one, I'd probably have the Bills, Bills. edging the yeah. Rams. Yeah, and then you have, you have the Bengals, probably. Uh, yeah. Three, you know, Kansas say, City up there. Yeah, the, the Bucks. I'd I'd have the Bucks. The Bucks. Yeah. Um, and then also, yeah, I think the Bengals, Ravens, Chiefs. We it's hard to it's hard to know about the the Raiders and the Broncos. I'd put the Broncos in there. Maybe not the. Raiders or Chargers, but um, I put the Broncos out there. Then it'll be the Packers, mm. um, and then then it'll be maybe uh, maybe then the Chargers and the Raiders, then us. So that'll be at the ten. You know, yeah. it'll be three. So it'll be seven yeah. in the. And you not even mentioned the Colts or the yeah, Titans. Colts, Matt Ryan now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I think it's loaded. The Titans. I think the Titans, even though they've lost AJ Brown, I think. The pure, like, they've got like the Steelers, the pure coaching will guide them through. I think Mike Vrabel mm. is for me. Mike Vrabel is an amazing coach. So amazing coach. No one talks about him. I think he's so good and I think he's a bit, a bit old school in his approach. And I do like the way they play. They're just, they're quite sort of, they're, they're very old school. And I do, I do like that. So um, I think the Titans, for me, I think we'll have an off year in terms of this year. Just, I think maybe when Malik Willis gets going and I think once you know the trail on Burks fully developed I think next year especially there'll be a team to watch out for once again yeah I can especially as well you got you, you know Vrabel like he because he's been with all these young coaches mm. but he's also played for Belichick it's like a best of both worlds yeah which is probably why yeah. he's such a good coach because yeah. you've got a bit of you know, you've got a bit of like the Sean McVay uh Matt LaFleur or you, you got you got a bit of that about him but he's also got a bit of Belichick Mm. Uh, you know, Bill Parcells, that sort of coaching tree about him, because he, he's been in sort of both worlds. That's probably why he's such a good coach. Mm. Um, and yeah, the Titans. Personally, I think they're a bit limited now. Derek, if Derek Henry gets injured, they're a bit screwed. Oh, they're absolutely screwed. If they yeah, but with Tannehill and Derek Henry, then you can see him winning ten games like they normally mm. do. But I think there'll be a this year, maybe a down year. But uh, I think they're looking at moving on from Tannehill. Obviously, got Malik Willis in there as well. It'll be interesting to see if he ever gets game time. But um, I can see him being good in the next couple of years, uh, somehow. Whoever plays for him, with Rabel, it's like Tomlin. It's you know, is you know, you're saying it's exactly what you're saying. They're both really good coaches, but it seems of things. And Flores was like that as well. I just don't think if he fit in Miami if everything that went on. And I yeah. think his time was sort of just done as soon as he benched Tua. I yeah. think ever since then, it just went it went downhill from there. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was so so high. And he made that decision, you know, in the game. I think it was the Denver game, wasn't it? The one where he benched two for Fitz. Yeah, and Raiders yeah. as well, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I think as soon as the Denver game happened, um, and then when he did it twice with the Raiders as well, then it's just when all this happened. If he didn't, wouldn't have done that. None of the Deshaun Watsons that would have happened, and you know, it's just like that, that. That decision there basically killed the team chances in the next year. I think. Yeah. I hope it's a bit like what well, I had my NFL version of. When we bought in Cop for Rogers at Liverpool, because yeah, that was, makes sense. I, I loved Rogers, I was a massive fan. I was mm. actually gutted when we sacked him, and I was like, Oh, and I was gutted when we sacked uh, or fired Brian Flores. But then obviously, mm. Cop came in and became obviously 
also an absolute legend and well, one of my all-time idols. But I hope that McDaniel can be the one that, you know, basically like, like what Klopp did, that sort of same thing where get rid of manager I love, but bringing someone else without even be thinking about it and become my, my guy. So, yeah, fingers crossed for the season. I hope, I hope we can... I've seen us play one playoff game in my entire lifetime. We lost Oh, that. man, I've... Yeah, it's... You know, it, I... In my in my literal entire lifetime, because I'm only 19, we've not won a single playoff game. Yeah, so it, it's just yeah, not a single playoff win in that entire time. Obviously, not that's just like it's not many teams have that. You know, Lions and the, the Browns was, but they've they've obviously beat the Steelers um, last year in the playoffs or 2021 playoffs. Um, yeah, but not. It is sad knowing that the team's not won a playoff game in your lifetime. It is. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. for me, I was born '95, and we've won three playoff games since then. But I know the last time we won a game in the playoffs was December the thirtieth, two thousand, in an overtime win over the Colts before a loss to the Raiders, twenty-seven nil. Mm. Um, the year before that, we beat the Seattle Seahawks, twenty seventeen. Before that, infamous. Uh, 62 7 loss Aguilar's Dan Marino's last game, and then the year before that, we beat the Bills 24 17 and then lost to the Denver Broncos. Oh, god, 38 3. And I think we've now, now the Bengals won again. I think we've got the second longest playoff drought yeah, behind the Lions. Yeah, 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 I think now the Bengals what they had that. I think they had the longest streak, I think. And now mm. they obviously went all the way to the Super Bowl. Um, the Lions have that honor, but we're not far behind, and I think. I, I don't know. I think with the way the NFC is compared to the AFC, the Lions could, could beat us to it. You never know with how, mm, how they're, maybe. Doing, like, they're doing things. But yeah. I honestly wouldn't be surprised. I, I really honestly wouldn't be surprised if they if the Lions did win a playoff game before the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, yeah. The way they're going, yeah, like, like you said, the NFC being weaker. Yeah, it's just... I can really see it happening. It'd be interesting to see if the Lions are good, though. Would mm. they have played themselves out of the quarterback race? Mm. Like, if they mm. if they get five, six wins, they're not going to be up there and they're going to have to stick with Jared Goff again. Yeah, and if they go, someone... even I think Tannehill could be on the market next off-season if the week Willis comes in and does well. Mm. You know, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't know whether he's... Jimmy, maybe. Oh, in yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, um, even Baker... If... If yeah, they can, or maybe Sam Donald. Not that he's the answer, but even if someone <laughs> even if someone if if they Houston don't like David Mills, Davis Mills, and they go down the route of someone like Jimmy Garoppolo or Ryan Tannehill, maybe mm. they can get Davis Mills. But um, I think the line. I think I thought Baker Mayfield. Would be, I thought Baker would have been absolutely perfect for Dan Campbell. I think Dan Campbell would have loved him. Mm, yeah, I think he's got that attitude that Dan Campbell wants from his quarterback. So I do think that. Um, but. We'll see. I think yeah, Jared Goff's like the opposite of that. No, <laughs> he's so like laid back and holding yeah. to the ball for too long. That's just not what. Yeah, it's the it's the exact opposite of what the what the Dan Campbell would like in his players. I can't wait for Hard Knocks as well with, with him. Oh, That's gonna be I'm so, so good. Yeah, I only wait. I think what is it two weeks? Two uh, time, yesterday. Yeah, well, it'll be Tuesday night, but I think in the UK it's on the tenth. It's on oh, the Thursday, isn't it? Um, but it'll be two weeks time. Yeah, until that, oh. be great. That's gonna be so good. I'm so excited. And then they've got the in season one as well, and that's the Cardinals as well, which would be ah, interesting to see. That could be interesting with also Shane now. No film club now. I was looking forward to seeing what that was like with the um, Yeah, that that that, that whole film. clause is the fact they had to put it in is I mean, I don't I think he probably would have watched a four hours film anyway, but I think like that the way they I think I was reading about it, I think the owner wanted that in if it was like well we're not paying you unless we have this con this clause in yeah and you know those when they, when the things coming down from the owner sometimes you have to put it in so i expect yeah. obviously you know the, the amount of things that stephen ross has demanded that kind of thing like you you can see <sighs> yeah you can see why the owner would have wanted it wanted it in just for security but um yeah i with with the uh with that with that um they <sighs> Rappaport found it in the thing, and it's like they they treated they treated it like nobody would find it. Yeah, but it's yeah. really easy to find out what's in a contract because yeah. they release it to the NFLPA and the reporters and things. So it's like, yeah, the Cardinals probably sh- should have maybe even said about it straight away rather than trying to hide it. I think that was part of the reason that made it quite bad as well. Yeah, should be an interesting season ahead. But that has mm. been the conclusion of our Miami Dolphins season preview. So thank you, Sam, once again for coming on. 
that's all right. Thanks, mate. It's um, it's been good talking about the Dolphins. I always yeah. like it. We have um, I feel like we've got the sort of similar opinions as well about it. Other than yeah. uh, as we sort of we both expect the same thing. We're both sort of yeah, uh, cautiously optimistic as well. We don't expect yeah. so <laughs> uh, We've had it over the last couple of years, especially that it's been sort of like this up and down up and down so um yeah but it has been really fun i've, I've enjoyed doing it it's been great and um yeah i i hope you uh you do go and do every single team because it'll be fun i'll be i'll be listening to a couple as well yeah um, no, you know i thank you thank you for being on it's been great that's okay and i think i'm on i think it's probably so i want to say i want my guess is i'm not counting yet our 15th 16th team so far and we've got a few halfway numbers, halfway there so yeah Anyone listening who knows any Jets, Chiefs or Saints fans, do let us know. That's the three teams we are missing. We've got every other team pretty much sorted now. So um, we do keep an eye out for our previous podcasts and also any future podcasts we do with season previews. Before we do go, though, a bit of announcement. We will be going on to a new platform for the upcoming season. Still Euro Trip, but just a platform purely for the NFL. Uh, we're trying to now separate our podcast per sport. So um, yeah. you, you should be expecting... In terms of when week one begins, we should be then up on a new platform, but still part of the same network. So um, do keep an eye out for that on the on all your po- po- podcast networks, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Apple. So there has been a Dolphins season preview. This has been me, Andy. This has been Sam. And we will catch you for our next team. <laughs>